welcome everybody to our last episode of Lunch Hour for the 2019 year. It has been an awesome year on Lunch Hour, and we have a special, special um, podcast for you guys, vlog for you today. We have Natalie working with us on our call. Um, Natalie probably is the most talented and cool next-gen director in the nation. I will say it, just it's out there here. Sorry if I offended my colleagues, but Natalie is incredible. Um, she has been serving local ministry for years in NextGen. Uh, she serves in the Heartland District, and also she's the director for the Children's Gospel, Gospel Box. Um, and so she does stuff around the world. And so welcome, Natalie, to Lunch Hour, and thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much. Um, I'll take that compliment, but that's <laughs> true. So I love you all out there. <laughs> uh, Ashton just called out. Yeah, so um, my name is Natalie, and I am in the Heartland, and this is actually the district I grew up in, and in case you're not familiar with the Heartland, we're the six states that everyone else flies over. Um, so that would be Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin. So I am based in Indiana. My district office is eight hours away in Iowa, and the Missions Press Office is in Anaheim, California. So I, and our camp is in Chicago. So I'm there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here. So um, I sort of, I'm sort of based in Indiana, but I am not here all that often. Um, but I've been in next-gen ministry full-time now for 12 years, and I actually started out doing part-time kids stuff um, while I was in college to be a nurse, and then God kind of shifted my focus and led me into next-gen ministry, and so my husband and I um, worked at a mega church in the south, and I was a youth pastor, so I started out, when I started out in ministry full-time, I served in youth, and I loved it. I did junior high specifically for several years, and nice. fell in love with junior hires and really have a heart for them. I love junior high ministry. And then I ended up taking over uh, all the youth ministries and then eventually all of next gen and all of missions at that church. So uh, overseeing it for just a little while. So then we came back um, to Foursquare because we missed our Foursquare family. Honestly, that was one of the main reasons. Um, so if you're new to Foursquare or you're considering joining Foursquare, let me just tell you, it is certainly a family that uh, you want to be a part of. Um, but we, when we came back, I started as a kids pastor. So I went from youth um, and then back to being in kids ministry. And so I served at a local church here in Indiana for eight years. And just the beginning of this year, actually, um, came on the district team as the next gen rep and started working for Foursquare Missions Press as the Gospel Box director. So I'm going to get to share a little bit later about what the Gospel Box is. Or do you want me to do that now? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So Foursquare Missions Press is like the printing arm of Foursquare uh, Missions International, technically. Um, and so we send resources all over the world and. Um, People always say to me, like, isn't print dead? And I want to say, like, did you get the Amazon gift catalog in the mail and the American Girl catalog in the mail? And Like, print isn't actually as dead as we think it is, especially uh, around the world. So um, about 18 years ago, uh, a lady named Dr. Mary Lou Canada started a ministry called the Children's Gospel Box, which is basically a children's ministry startup in a box that was meant for the field. So missionaries were saying they don't have kids ministry. 
help us. And so she put together this resource and now it's in 55 countries. We've seen 800,000 kids come to know Jesus through this ministry. That's a part of Foursquare. So it's an incredible, incredible awesome. opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so we're taking some new ground. Uh, my goal is to open, to be in a new country every year and then to continue resourcing countries that we're already a, have been a part of in the past. So my role is kind of obviously coordinating where we are in the world, but I am growing up the gospel box and making resources um, a little, yeah, uh, new, new, creating new resources. So I get to create and I get to resource and I train and equip leaders in my district, but also all around the world with the gospel box. Yeah, it's awesome. You actually just did a four square journal for kids and I had it at our fall conference and everybody was like, this is awesome. I want more of these. So thank Good. you. For, yeah. Thank you for making that, that resource. And um, that's why I just love your creativity and all the amazing things you do. Um, I know at the end we'll show kind of links to the uh, gospel box and other things that you want to share. Um, but before that, you're, you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're an incredible leader. Right. What are some keys for you to being a successful or fruitful leader that you could share with us as next gen leaders? What are some some keys for that? Yeah, um, I I feel like I'm about the most underqualified person to do my job that anyone could be. This am I the only one that ever feels like <laughs> that? So maybe it's okay. So I I feel super un underqualified to do what I do. And I it's not like a cheap answer for me to say like seriously my personal success, my ministry success comes from Jesus. I mean, time spent with him is what makes all the difference. Um, mm -hmm. it, what I've learned is the more time I spend with him and just be obedient, um, that things start to happen. Um, for instance, I, there's a girl I've been mentoring for several years and she was just telling me she has a new ministry position. And so she was reaching out to someone who's her Enneagram type because she was struggling in this certain area. And I just said, hey, I don't know if you know this, maybe you don't know my personal walk as closely as I thought you did, but like in those moments where you're struggling, like just go to the Lord and let him lead. And then if you'll be obedient to it, he'll really show up and he'll get all the glory. Mm -hmm. So Come on. Uh, it's not, I, I, it sounds like a cheap answer when I say Jesus, but um, <laughs> really I got nothing. I mean, really, I have nothing um, without him is the way I feel. So I, I have uh, very little, I feel like expertise in anything except what comes from the Holy Spirit. So um, all that to say though, I do work super hard, but I also Sabbath well. Um, a couple of years ago, the Lord started really just laying on my heart this, uh, I had a lot of workaholics in my family and um, that I was like completely a workaholic. And um, so I just started practicing Sabbath. I read some of the emotionally healthy spirituality. Has your district, you guys do emotionally healthy, you know what I'm um, talking about? Yeah, yeah, with Pete Scazzaro. Yeah, we have a church that runs a conference, um, I think Love Well. Um, so yeah, we, we're familiar with it or okay. something. So I started kind of diving into all of that and then realized there was something to it. Um, and there's something that just clicked in my heart. And then at the time I had a three-year-old and um, my daughter and something resonated with her. And so I was convinced. So on her birthday, I woke her up and said, do you know what today is? And she said, is it Sabbath day? And I said, <laughs> no, it's your birthday. And she said, but when is Sabbath day? Like something she would rather have our time together and time with Jesus than her birthday at three years old. And I realized wow. 
there's something to this. Like she's so little, but she gets it. Like she gets it. And so um, people always say, you're so busy and how do you get all this stuff done? And I'm like, I, I work really hard six days, but I really try to be, obviously I am so not perfect at this and go months without taking a day off in camp season. But I really try really hard to just practice Sabbath and, and saying, today's a day for me to connect with the Lord and not to work. Um, and I found that to be incredible. That has brought success. It's, I'm not kidding. This is the way the Lord works, right? My husband and I were like diligent. We're going to do this. And I'm not joking. Our numbers on, in our kids program probably doubled. And that we looked like, what did we do? We literally like numbers doubled and all we did was take a day off. Like mm -hmm. this is sweet math in the way it works in the kingdom. So, um, yeah, that's my kind of personal success insider information. That's awesome. Yeah, no, Sabbath is so important. We just had our young adults retreat that was basically about resting. So, um, yeah. so and on, how cool to teach young adults. I mean, it's countercultural mm -hmm. to say we as the church can actually do this. Totally. That's good. Um, my next question for you is, uh, in what ways has God been giving you strategy to reach the next gen? I know that you're creating resources, you're leading um, hundreds of churches in your district. What are some ways that God has been giving you insight into this generation and how to reach them? Um, yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I share a lot about the tribe of Issachar in first chronicles 12 so if you're familiar with that that is when they're like sending men to help with david uh with the fight and it talks about what each tribe has to offer and what's so interesting about the tribe of issachar is that their strength what they have to offer is that they understand that they understood the times and knew what israel should do and so it's really important for me to understand uh this generation and gen z and millennials and to, to understand them. And, and in order to understand them, I have to be uh, with them and I have to read about them. And so I research, um, maybe it's my kind of science degree that kicks in, but I do a lot of research. And so that I can be like the tribe, if I don't, if I can't fight really well or something like that, at least I can understand the times and know what to do. And so I think uh, we can't negate what spending obviously spending time with students but also just knowing where they are knowing mm -hmm. reading the research and doing our homework and using our brains actually to kind of engage with students um one thing i'm a foster parent i think i forgot to mention that my husband and i are foster parents we've had like nine kids in the last um two years or so i'd say um, so we have them in our home. So we live, eat, and breathe Gen Z. We've had kids from 18 months all the way to 16. No, that's not true. 18. Wow. So we've uh, we've kind of we get the gamut, and we have our own five-year-old, obviously that helps with that. But um, so I do all this in ministry, and I'm involved in schools and middle schools and all of that. But uh, also I have them in my home, and so that makes a huge difference. So I I kind of understand needs a lot better because I see them in my home. Um, the other thing is with, you know, knowing, understanding the times and knowing what to do is just going to them. And that's why I'm a huge proponent and want to help everyone get involved in school ministry. I just really feel like school campuses and college campuses and elementary school campuses are really where our kids are. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> look at the ministry opportunities that Santa Clarita is walking through now because all the kids are affected by what happens in a school. Um, mm -hmm. Good or bad, right? I mean, obviously tragedy, but 
Um, also, schools can be a really positive place because they're there all the time. And so we get to capitalize on that, on, on their involvement in schools. Yeah, that's good. And maybe you're already getting into this, but what would be the one thing you would encourage a next-gen leader in right now? Um, as you know, next-gen ministry might be the hardest it's ever been today and the most complex. What, what's an encouraging word for a next-gen leader like us on the call and us that will listen on the podcast and blog? Yeah, just to say, do it. Like Generation Z is, uh, I seriously think they'll change the world. Now, I know we're all like, we've been saying this since like the 90s, <laughs> world changers, right? Like, I don't know. I look at my generation and I think, I don't think we changed the world that much. Like we did in our own way, but uh, I don't know how much, but I think Gen Z seriously will change the world. And so mm -hmm. I really feel like every, you know, I have a senior girl's Bible study that meets at my home. Uh, I think every every time that I stretch their worldview or that I challenge them in, to know scripture, that I push them uh, to memorize the word, or every time I'm at a, at a school just preaching the gospel in the cafeteria, like I actually think that makes a difference. And so in case you think what you're doing is insignificant, it's not because we get to be the youth pastors and the kids pastors and the parents and the leaders of the, the generation that I believe really will change the world. I mean, they're already the largest in history. And so they're, they're going to change something. They won't change culture. They'll be culture. And so we get to, we get to reach and disciple and shape literally world changers, like not from the nineties. Let's change the world. <laughs> These are like actual world changers that you're touching every day. So just to say, just hang in there and know the significance of what you're doing. It actually will make a difference, not just in your own youth group or kids church, but really in the world. I believe it. I really do. That's good. It's reminded me of a weird story and maybe I'll regret saying this because it's on a podcast and blog, but I remember a youth pastor once came up to me towards the end of his ministry, thank God. And he was saying to me that youth can't do anything for me. So I'm going to go off and do something else. Wow. And, but I think that there is that, that thing of like next gen ministry is so selfless. Like they're not the big tithers in a church. They're not the ones that are, you know, the big influencers yet in their community, but there's something so Jesus in that, that we're investing in people that we're pouring into people that are going to change the world. And so I love um, your heart in that, just in, in the simplicity of like, hey, just keep doing it, keep going, because what you're doing right now, you may not see the full, you know, outcome yet, but there's an investment that God's doing that's so much greater than what we can even see. It's going to happen in this generation, but the next generation. So thanks for that reminder, Natalie, and um, keep going out there. So you mentioned before some resources, Children Gospel Box. Can you share kind of just what are your top resources right now that you're um, creating, making, or that you, you know, just, uh, have found that have been great for next gen leaders. Yeah. I, um, obviously the, the press has, a, it's a ton of resources. If you're not familiar with Foursquare Missions Press, I would encourage you just to check it out. It's incredible that Foursquare has this kind of hidden gem that nobody knows about. I didn't know about it until about 18 months ago when they called me up to do some consulting work with them. So um, if you haven't checked it out, I'll put the, the website up later, or you can feel free to call or email me about it. Um, so I have a couple of resources. This is, of course, the squad <laughs> booklet, our number one resource. Oh, yeah. Come on. 
so anyway, but I'm sure you're all familiar with this, uh, the, the squad booklet, but that's a product of Foursquare Missions Press uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and thank you, by the way, for still allowing that to be a resource. Yeah, and going to be edited, hopefully, in the future for... Uh, for the next round. So I've got other resources. Uh, this is a book, Uncomplicated, that I think is great for youth ministry. If you haven't read it, Justice Coleman just did this little simple, uh, like what is the Bible? What is water baptism? I think it's really good to hand uh, maybe a, a new believer. And then I have some other resources. We have things like this. This is a wordless gospel book. And you can see, this is one we actually used at an Easter outreach. Join us for Easter. Here's our church's logo, the couple other churches that were partnering with us. We just slid this in there as an invite. Um, so if you're doing outreaches in your community, I would suggest getting uh, booklets like this. Uh, I hate to use the word tracks because that sounds so 1974, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like these are like booklets. How about we call it that? Um, but this is great because people take it home with them and there's a, it has like different colors that represent and there's a verse different colors represent the gospel story. I'm sure you're familiar with the bracelets and all of that, but then there's a prayer in the back. Um, so people are taking something home with them and we hope they read it later, but we put our own church info in it. Um, and then one of my passions is obviously missions. And so it's so cool that I get to do next gen and missions and help people around the world reach kids. So I brought a couple things in case you need help uh, with just missions options. This is a kid specific one that we wrote a couple years ago. It's called Awesome Summer Project and it just has a focus for um, a different country like and you could use this in youth ministry as well. You just probably wouldn't show the graphics from the book that look kiddish but there's a, a story you could teach from the same bible story in a youth group um, but it has a, a snack option a craft option a game that's egyptian a food that's egyptian and then it gives like the cg box kind of info but also the kind of jo the project joshua project information about reached people groups or not that's good yeah kids ministry they can even get their own little passport that we print that uh, they can get little stickers in. And we have these cool boxes that people use all the time to help kids raise money to send more gospel boxes around the, the world. Um, we just did this uh, this summer at our, our summer camps. Our directors decided that the gospel box would be um, our main mission's focus. And the cool thing about the gospel box is that $150 reaches 150 kids. So to kids and youth, a dollar, uh, and that reaches one kid, that's one kid who gets to hear about Jesus, is, a, is really easy to explain. You know, sometimes I think we're like trying to raise this much money and we have no way to break it down for kids. But when we said like it's a dollar, one dollar for one kid. So if we raise $6,000 tonight, 6,000 kids get to hear about Jesus in this country. And so that's kids awesome. really got on board and got pumped about it. We have kids who went home and, you know, sold, made cookies at a bake sale on their sidewalk, made a lemonade stand because they knew all they had to do is sell one, one cup of lemonade reached one kid uh, for a dollar. So this is like a little coin box that we created that kids can take home. Um, and we send those to you, just request them. Um, please stop me if anybody has questions. I don't know if you do questions or I guess Ashton just interrupt me. <laughs> um, uh, this is another resource that I think is underused, but is actually pretty solid. Um, I hope to update it soon so it looks a little more uh, maybe 2019 uh, but these are specific about about uh, the Trinity 
and the Holy Spirit and water baptism. So it's like a workbook to work through if you have kids who are ready for that. So I've even taken the, the one about water baptism and used it when I met with a kid or a student who was interested in water baptism. And not, obviously I'm not making the 15 year old like fill out the little chart or anything, but I'm talking through it with them uh, because it gives me something that uh, they can see. So it's a great option. And then you mentioned the Foursquare Journal. So, so this awesome. is really fun, um, a really fun project. There's three more of these coming actually. Um, as a part of something bigger, but this one is specific to the four Foursquare doctrines. So it spends a week on Jesus Savior, week on Jesus Healer, Baptizer, Soon Come King, and it really helps kids to, um, it's just a verse, they read a verse, they answer a question, and then they, there's an activity, and then there's a weekend challenge where they get to do something fun that is about the topic. So uh, yeah, I will tell you, um, I'm writing a, a curriculum for the National Church Office that will be specific, specifically for kids first, and we'll see how it goes, see if it will become a youth thing. Um, that is specific to the Foursquare Doctrines, where if you're familiar with Holy Spirit Discovery, that is super old. Um, the first module that will come out at convention will be uh, for Holy Spirit. So Trinity and teaching kids about the Holy Spirit, who he is, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Holy Spirit will be the four topics. But then there's another one coming on that will go with this journal. That is our doctrines, another one on our global distinctives, and another one specifically on Foursquare missions and who we are globally. So there's good things coming. Um, if any kids people are listening, uh, Tammy Donahue said in the, the town hall discussions they did with Reimagine, the only question they got in every single one of them was about kids' resources. And so they are answering that question and providing a great kids' resource. This is not like a workbook. This is video, mm -hmm. graphics. It's great. It'll, stand yeah. up. Uh, it'll hold up next to any kind of curriculum, whatever curriculum you use. We hope it'll look just that good. So really excited about that those are resources yeah, that's great and natalie for all of those things that you just um all the paper back books that you just had or booklets um how much do those cost isn't like aren't there's like suggested donation isn't it like crazy affordable just to super request? cheap uh so these are and it is suggested donation so uh we do it's free outside of the country and then suggested donation so like the four square journals um they're 250 suggested donation but groups of 10 then they're two dollars uh, but that's a suggested donation so yeah and that's four weeks that's four weeks for a kid for two dollars that's, yeah, that's 20 it's 20 lessons so it's a whole month journal oh wow okay for a kid and uh we do things free for church plants understanding they need resources so you can it's suggested um whatever you can give helps uh so most of them are some of them are 50 cents some of them when I, when I wanted to do $10 for something, that was like our most expensive thing on our website. So expensive meaning suggested donation. So we certainly don't charge. You can just give a lump sum or whatever and order what you like. Yeah, thank you for, for creating all these resources and stuff and, and exposing that. Um, can you give the, one of the best um, resources you do? You talk about dive a little bit with us real quick and that's uh, basically an elementary school after school program. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah so. It is. Well, it started in elementary. Now we're doing it in middle schools as well. Oh, sweet. Uh, which is really fun. So um, uh, in 2008, a principal contacted us about his students being terribly behaved and needing 
uh, teaching values. And so we just developed a program that would teach values based on the Bible. And then it's grown um, that now we're, we just opened three new schools this year around our district. And so we're in about 10 schools now. Um, some have closed, you know, the, actually the schools closed down that we were in. So we're currently in about 10. And the, I just put together 10 lessons that I've written over the years. I have about 50. So they'll be published in uh, separate volumes, but this is available through Missions Press or you can just email me for it. And uh, so basically we go in and we teach a Bible story. And these are not like your typical Bible, I mean, they're, they're Bible stories, obviously, but we haven't repeated in a long time um, besides like the Christmas story. But kids are learning like really kind of in-depth, kind of those Sunday school Bible lessons that uh, we, even in kids ministry, we gloss over. So I always say probably my dive at school kids are more biblically literate than the kids that come on Sunday mornings because we talk so much about this, you know, topical or you know, humility or whatever, where these kids get a lot of Bible stories. And then my favorite part is that in every small group, uh, it always comes back to the gospel. So there's a part where you share the gospel. And my favorite quote is from a little second grade boy. I was leading his small group and he said, is this about the Jesus guy again? <laughs> yes. Like every week at dive is about that Jesus guy. So the story always whispers the name of Jesus and it always comes back around to the gospel. So it's a basic format, just a game that intros the topic. Uh, I teach a large group lesson and then they go to small groups. We provide snacks and uh, usually a large group game like in a gym because uh, kids have sat in school all day. So we did that and then uh, and we were doing something in our high school at lunchtime. We've been doing a, a club forever and then our middle school said, what about us? How come we don't have anything? So we kind of merged the two and now we're doing uh, a club feel but after school and a middle school as well but it's basically the same format that we do at our elementary school that's awesome yeah so, uh, i just have a couple questions on it so practically if i'm a you know kids pastor or a middle school pastor how would i start this what would it be i mean there's a book there that you have so where, mm -hmm. where can i get the book um does it have training i think there's some training videos right and all of that yep. so what are, yep, what are there there are. Um, so if you're interested, just email me and we'll get, we'll send you a book, but the book doesn't exactly have all the questions. We have a whole coaching team that you'll get a coach that walks you through it that starts from square one. Like I have zero relationship with the school all the way to, okay, now I'm officially launching today. So um, basically we, we recommend starting, just contacting us, contacting me and I'll get you started. Uh, reaching a school, but if you have connections already, it's incredible. Um, it's super easy, but we just recommend going to a school and asking what their needs are and meeting those needs in order to build relationships. Um, we don't recommend coming in and saying, legally, I have a right to be here and going from that <laughs> angle because um, we found that's not exactly the people that we want to be <laughs> since Foursquare. So uh, we just say meet mm -hmm. the needs and build connections. And then we say, hey, by the way, we have this awesome resource, uh, you know, as a Foursquare Church that we could teach values to your students, like honesty, integrity, and respect. And most school principals say, sign me up, whatever it means. Um, so uh, pretty easy to get started, actually. I'm always amazed at how easy it is. Um, I'll tell you, we've had one school who said no, and that principal got fired that same year. And so we're like, 
thank you, Lord, for moving him out of the way. <laughs> and now it launched. That was in Wisconsin, Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin. And they launched uh, this fall with the new principles. So um, you don't mess with us. Like the Lord fights for us and we hold our peace. So um, yeah, just get started by just prayer. Contact me. Um, people always say, well, I don't have enough volunteers. You know, I can't even get enough on a Sunday. Um, how do you get people to do this? And I'll tell you, it's actually the easiest ministry to get and not to get maybe, but to retain volunteers for. I'm amazed at the people who have been walking beside me in schools for eight to 10 years. It's incredible. Um, the cool thing is it's not, it's not every day. It's not even every week. It's about 10 times a semester. So you're not asking someone to serve as a youth small group leader from now until the kids graduate, right? That's a big ask. Um, you're saying, could you do 10 sessions of dive at a school and lead a small group? And people say, oh, 10 times? I can do 10 times. And so it's actually a lot easier to get volunteers for. Um, I will tell you, it has um, engaged the older generation in churches because who else is available at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Thursday? Um, and really given life to some of our grandmas and grandpas who were a little purposeless. Um, I went to visit, last month I went to visit a, one of our volunteers who had had a heart attack. And she said, I told my doctor, I had to get better because I have to be at dive. And I realized she's 82. This is literally her reason to live. Like she, mm. it wasn't, she didn't have anything else. This was like, I have to get better because I have to be back at dive to serve snacks. I mean, that was her reason to live. So it's not just that we've engaged, you know, this whole population at a school. We've given life to kind of this cool intergenerational uh, ministry that we didn't even, we didn't even anticipate happening. That's awesome. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for sharing that. And then you said you had, I think, a slide with some of the resources I on do. there. Oh, and let me show you. Yeah. I, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I answered your question about training. We do have a training that we'll do. We okay. can do with you. We could do it with your district if you have people interested. Um, it's, you know, 20 minutes kind of runs through, shows videos of what we do. Because once you see it, you go, oh, this isn't rocket science. Um, I think we can do this. And so it helps volunteers to know what their role is and all of that. So we can set up a training anytime. It's really easy. Awesome. Thank you. And then you, yeah, you said you had that resource. Um, and while you're pulling that up, I will let um, the news out. I haven't announced it yet, but we're going to have a leaders camp up at Camp Cedarcrest. And I believe you're coming out for that, right, Natalie? I am. The one you guys bring that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, April 3, 4, and 5. Natalie will be out here in person all the way from yeah. over... From the states that everybody flies over, you're coming to California, <laughs> and yeah, the heartland, and you will be sharing um, dive with us. So um, make sure to put that on your calendar for April three, four, and five at Camp Cedarcrest. So and then yeah, go ahead and share these awesome resources here or the links. So Foursquare Missions Press is just so you can check out what the press does. Um, it's a great thing to get involved in. You guys are close enough. I would go see it. Uh, once you see it and see these giant printing presses, uh, mm -hmm. like it's amazing. It's incredible, I had no idea we had this resource. And then the cgbox.org is the, the children's gospel box that I talked about, um, just resources. There's a lot of curriculum that's old, that's up there um, and part of a library if you need other resources. Or if you're going on a, on a missions trip and you need to take something and you're doing a kids program, on a missions trip, just take a gospel box with you. It has everything that you need and you can leave it behind for churches. And then diveatschool.org will hopefully answer all your questions about 
uh, DIVE and what it, DIVE means discovering important values for eternity. It's an acronym and hopefully it has, you know, it'll answer your questions. It has um, principal quotes, it has actual real life statistics, it has all the legal documents that if anyone has questions about the legality of being in a school, it's all on that website. Awesome. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being on here and for sharing all this stuff with us and all the stuff that you do.